Hope Lives. Hello and welcome to the Ignite Youth Podcast here at Wayne Fleet BIC, where we discuss life <laughs> through the lens of our Anabaptist roots. My name is Julie Adams. I'm joined by Pastor Wes Hillis. Welcome, Pastor Wes. Hi. How's it's it going? Successful podcast intro. Yes. First time in three weeks. Yeah, <laughs> one of us is doing a happy dance right now. Yep. <laughs> so you can just use your imagination to figure out which one of us it is. Yes, definitely try to figure out which one of us it is. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, things are going good. Yeah, yeah. post-Easter, it's, it's a busy time. Easter is one of those, in fact, we sometimes have more services at Easter than Christmas. Than Christmas. Well, we didn't have any services at Christmas. This year, that's true. <laughs> this so. year, that's true, but like, if you add up like Palm Sunday, foot yeah. washing, Good Friday, two on Easter, yep. it's, a, it's a busy time around here. Yeah, and... When you really think about it, I know for a lot of students who may be listening or parents who listen, there's what, 11 weeks left of school? What? 11 or 12? <gasps> That's close. I love that. So we have four weeks until like four and a half weeks till the senior high retreat. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And then four weeks after that, school's over. Wow. That's crazy. Well, not school is over, but youth is over. Mm-hmm. So there's always that like week and a half after yeah. youth is over that school is still going. So yeah, no, everything's kind of, once it is post Easter, I'm like, okay, everything's rushing now. Yes. I mean, that was when I started last I year. I know, you've so been I here a whole year? I was in a rush year? when I started. I know, whole year. That's crazy to think. It yeah. also feels like you're still the new guy, but you've been here forever all, all at the yeah, same no, time. Still around. Still here. Hopefully they don't get rid of me. <laughs> Please don't leave. <laughs> <laughs> but we're still talking about Easter. Even though we're post-Easter, okay. we're still talking about Easter. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're talking about, like, Easter is the most important Christian holiday tradition. Like, it's hmm. the most important. Would you agree with that? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think Christmas is also pretty important. But without Easter, there is no Christmas. Yeah. But without Christmas, there is no Easter. So, right? Yeah. If but, Jesus was never born, he would have never died on the cross. Yes, but if Jesus never died on the cross, then there was no point to having Easter. I mean, having Christmas. Yeah. So it goes both ways. So let's say both are important. All right. Then, but, <laughs> no, but we're talking about Easter, how, uh, how it actually was important, how hope does live. Yep. In our culture today, we're told not to leave everything we're here. we hear. We're told mm-hmm. to kind of investigate, kind of look into things. Don't just, like, if you someone says something, don't always believe, don't always trust what's on the internet. Like The internet never thing. lies. I sometimes say it with books now, even. Yeah. Um, so in our culture, we're told this. So today, we're going to put the resurrection on trial and observe some of the evidence that we actually see within Scripture and outside of Scripture. Mm-hmm. So the passage we're going to read is one of the earliest sources that we think we have of the New Testament that comes from 1 Corinthians. Okay. Um. And this is 1 Corinthians 15, verses 1 to 8. And this is what it says. Now I remind you, brothers, of the gospel I preached to you, which you received in which you stand and by which you are being saved. If you hold fast to the word I preached to you, unless you believed in vain, for I delivered to you as the first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures, that he was buried that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas and then the twelve. Then he appeared to more than 500 brothers at one time, 
most of whom are still alive, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all of the apostles. Last of all, as to one untimely born, he appeared also to me. Hmm. So to begin our evaluation, we have to, you know, look at the evidence of the resurrection. The first thing we must observe is this Jesus really died. Mm-hmm. That Jesus is actually someone who died. You cannot rise from the dead if you, you know, you're never dead. And yeah. Jesus, at the hands of Jesus, were professional killers. Like the Roman soldiers, they knew what they were doing. They yeah. were very good at killing. This was like a normal thing This for oh, yeah. them. Like this was a someone being put to death. This is yeah. this wasn't like a car accident or a no, an no. accident or a, someone was angry and Yeah. But the like the Romans knew what they were doing. They knew how to kill people. Mm-hmm. And make it hurt too. They knew how to make it hurt and to make it yeah. quick. Mm-hmm. So the Romans were very good at it. They were professional at it. They like the average soldier could do things that would blow our minds but just because they knew what they were doing. Yeah. They knew how to do it and how to do it well. Not a great title in our world. No. But so the Romans, they perfected this form of execution through crucifixion. This is where we actually get our word excruciating from. Oh. Oh, yeah. I see it there. Yeah. That's cool. So this it's showing the brutal nature of this type of death. Huh. Like crucifixion is one of the most brutal types of death in history yeah. that someone could experience. So this creed that we read shows us not only that he died, but he also had a purpose for which he died. For our sins. So Jesus died for us mm-hmm. in accordance with scripture again. We are sinners. God is perfect. A sacrifice must take place in order to pay our debt. Mm-hmm. So the Old Testament shouts this out, the slaughter of the lamb at the pastor of the whole sacrificial system. You go through all of the Old Testament, you can see through the sacrificial system that this was what kept happening. Mm-hmm. You need to make a sacrifice, need to make a sacrifice, need to, need to do this. Mm-hmm. Well, then Jesus comes and actually becomes that sacrifice for all of humanity mm-hmm. and pays that price and takes that on. Yeah. Hebrews 9, 22, and we're going to go through it, kind of talk through it, sums it up really well. Without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. So verse 26 shows how the sacrificial death of Jesus was different from the other mm. sacrifices. He would have had to suffer repeatedly since the foundation of the world, but as it is, he has appeared once for all at the end of the ages to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. It was prophesied actually about all of Jesus' death was pro- 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 prophesied Foretold. in Isaiah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we see this in Isaiah 53, verses 5 to 7, when it says, mm-hmm. like a slam to the slaughter, upon him was laid the sin for us all. Mm-hmm. So Jesus died for us. And according to the scriptures, we can view scripture as something that is not just this made-up story, mainly because we come from a place where eyewitness account is super important. Mm-hmm. Like in our world today, what is the, what is it? This says that. Um, oh, what does it say? I have it here somewhere, but it talks about okay. Um, so a district attorney, mm-hmm. those fancy people. Yeah. A district attorney said that one eyewitness is enough to convict someone of murder. Yeah. Scriptures say that there are over 515. If we were to cross-examine each Hmm. of them for 15 minutes apiece, that would take five straight days. That's a lot of eyewitness testimony about the death of Jesus and the resurrection of Jesus. Before we get into the resurrection, we also have to focus on his burial. We usually downgrade this one because usually we talk about death, resurrection. Mm -hmm. We don't talk a lot about what's in between. Yes, he was in the tomb, but we don't really... He was in the tomb. That's what we say. Yeah. 
but there's a lot in there. So the resurrection that follows, we recognize an actual reality. Nobody argued that Jesus was never in the tomb. That's something no one argues. Yeah, mm-hmm. Jesus was definitely in the tomb. Actual opponents made up a lie to say that the tomb was empty, but they never said what would be the easiest lie, that his body was never put in the tomb. Mm. It was a sealed tomb. Like, this was a sealed tomb. The Roman soldiers who guarded it, like, we talked to them being professional killers. They knew what they were doing. Yeah. And for just, like, the disciples to go and try and take Jesus' body, they would have had to get through the Roman soldiers. Yeah. And they would not have done that easily. These guys no. are fishermen and tax collectors and just regular people. Doctor, they wouldn't yeah. have ha- been able to have these skills. Mm-hmm. So what we're seeing is there's no way these could have done this. The fact that we see that the stone was rolled away even. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because those were like a heavy massive. stone. Yeah. Like that takes multiple amounts of people. If the disciples couldn't do that, get past the guards, then the guards aren't going to do it. No. The guards aren't going to roll away the stone and do all these things because that doesn't make sense at all. There's no purpose for that. Was it common to have a tomb guarded? No. No. It's Not only for, in what circumstances in that time period would they have guarded a tomb? Something controversial, I imagine. Something conver- con- controversial is someone who's buried with a lot of wealth. Yeah. Like a famous that. person. A famous person, or a... like a higher up person. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. It wouldn't have been like Jesus. If Jesus would have died a normal death, didn't really have anything. Like you or I. You or I yeah. would not be No guarded. talk about resurrection yeah. would never have been guarded. Mm. The average person would not have a guarded tomb. But this tomb is sealed. Like this is made sure to never open again. Mm-hmm. And three days later it opens. Yeah. Not from, and it comes like an angel of the Lord comes down. We read in Matthew and actually moves the stone away. Scares these like soldiers who are professional killers. Who if you were a soldier in the Roman times, you would have fought from Rome either fighting on boats through the Mediterranean to get mm-hmm. to Israel, or you would have fought through the mountains into Greece, mm-hmm. from Greece over through like the early part of the Near East, which is through Assyria, like that kind of area, yep. and fought your way down. They're not going to be scared of a lot. You would no. have already seen a lot. For something to scare them unto death almost, that they became like dead men, yeah. that's something supernatural. That's something that's not, that they can't believe. Yeah. And we see it actually, in fact, when the angel of the Lord talks to Mary and says, do not be afraid. Mm-hmm. We see that constantly with angels, like, do not be afraid. That's like the first thing they all say. Fear not. Do go not look, be afraid. Go look up what a biblically, biblically accurate angel looks like. <laughs> terrifying. I bet they are. Oh, my goodness. They're so terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> but let's look at another piece of evidence. Okay. And this is the main one. This is resurrection that Jesus was raised. Mm-hmm. If someone dies and is buried, we expect that body would be found in the tomb. But the body is not found in the tomb. The accounts state that the tomb was empty. Even if, by lie, the Jews were spreading that the disciples stole his body. The, the, like we already talked about the disciples wouldn't be able to get through the guards. They wouldn't be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Also, let's just talk about, there's another part, part where people say, well, Jesus, he just moved the tomb himself. He never actually died. No, we actually see on, he died on the cross. Mm-hmm. And it was moved. He actually experienced liver, uh, what is it called? Liver, Rigor mortis? No. No, liver morsum? I don't know. It's when you're, it's when you're stabbed in your side. But oh, and a mix fluid of, comes out. Yeah, it's yeah. a different, it's a mix of fluid. It actually yeah. happens once you die, um, I believe. 
and that they they the Josephus, the Jewish historian, actually sees that happen when he's writing about this. Mm-hmm. So it's it, you actually can like it's proof that he died, and yeah. so, and also if you go and look at historians and science and all these, so many non-Christian accounts be like, nope, it's historically accurate that there was a guy named Jesus who was arrested, who went through all this, who was put on a cross, who died and was buried. Are there any accounts of people surviving being crucified? Not really. Yeah. No, I just wondered if that was like, well, Not that I've you know, read. they only have like an 80% success rate anyway, so. Nope. <laughs> nope. If, I don't want to go too deep on that because okay. it can get very gory. Gruesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I don't yeah. want to go too deep on that. Um. So some people said, well, Jesus never died. Well, his body would have been so bloody and beaten and bruised that there would have been no amount of strength that he could have had to actually, no human human amount of strength he could have had to do that. And if we believe that Jesus is also the Son of God, then we have to believe that he did rise from the dead, that it, it was prophesied that he would. Mm-hmm. If we look at the last piece of ev- evidence about this, is that Jesus appeared mm-hmm. after his resurrection. He appeared to so many people over 500 eyewitness accounts. Paul actually invited his readers to go and ask these people. He said, go ask them. They'll mm-hmm. tell you what we are saying. It, it, it could not have been this mass hallucination either. People don't share hallucination or dreams. It's, no. it's not something that happens. I can't be like, hey, oh, Julie, you know that dream when we were fighting like a unicorn and like you like yeah. all of a sudden had like these magical cheeseburgers? I'd no. be like, no, that was you. <laughs> that, you must have been dreaming. Right? I wasn't there. But that, that doesn't happen. <laughs> So these 515 people will all have their own individual perspectives. Yeah. They're, it, and it's not going to be some mass shared thing. They're all going to notice different details, all going to notice different things. If we look at the Gospels. They all pick out and notice different things while walking with Jesus. Yeah. So it's really interesting that it's not just the same thing over and over again. It's all different perspectives. You read in John how the two disciples who ran, the one that Jesus loved the most, well, you know, he was running faster. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Don't know why John did that. Um, but we see that constantly. Yeah. Hmm. This is um, something really important is when we're really talking about the death, the resurrection, all of this, and how hope actually lives, our hope is found within Jesus. Because mm-hmm. Jesus actually, if we believe what Scripture says and believe what Jesus did, we've, if we actually look at history and believe what history actually says, we, we can see in history that Jesus did die. Mm-hmm. Okay, we take that evidence. Okay, like, right, Jesus, Jesus did die. And you look at scripture, this document that has been coveted over and looked over and scrutinized and yep. put through the fire of like human-like yeah. viewing. We did a few, epi- a few episodes back, if you need help finding those, if you care to listen oh, to yeah. them, the authenticity of scripture, yep. you can listen to those episodes and those give yeah. some really good... I really learned a lot from them as well. So... If you view all of that, yeah, there's so much evidence to point that this is true. Yeah, the point that like if we were to put into our court system today, I'm, I'm very sure that we could prove that it actually is true and it could hap- it did happen. Yeah, but what it really comes down to is faith. Mm-hmm. What it comes down to is your belief, and do is this something you believe? In conclusion, this is um, this is First Corinthians. Uh, 1558 and it says this therefore my beloved brothers be steadfast immovable always abounding in the work mm-hmm. of the Lord knowing that the Lord your laborer is not in vain hmm. that 
there was purpose to it that it wasn't just something that happened it would there, there's meaning there's weight to it yeah and i think that hope does live yes we see it in our world today like coming from a non-christian background into a christian background i was surprised by how much hope there actually is in the world <laughs> yeah and that's all because of jesus yeah because of what he did awesome thank you pastor west that was a good uh lot to think about again lot to learn here so if you'd like to get in touch with pastor wes if you have any questions or you want to um challenge any of what you heard today or just discuss it with him further you can reach him at wes at waynefleetbic.com and if you'd like to get in touch with me with any feedback or podcast suggestions love to hear from you as well and my email address is julie at waynefleetbic.com so thank you so much for tuning in and have a great week bye bye